All right, let's begin, shall we? Oh, was that not the beginning? Or, I thought you just introduced. I thought you just introduced the "You Can Call Me I Out" did. podcast. The "You Can Call Me Out" podcast. Nah, I nah, think nah, that's nah. the beginning. Nah, nah, no, we nah, can't nah, use nah. that. That's copyrighted music. Okay, we'll let's soon. All right, I'll um. No, 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 no. There we go. There go. Now they I'll can't get it. Slightly. This is going well. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm JD Hansel. And some of you probably know me from Muppet Hub. You also may know Jared here, who's joining me from the Muppet Mindset, who you may have also heard on some of my podcasts over at Muppet Hub. A uh, longtime friend of mine, great co-host, and fellow nerd. And that... All right. And uh, that's, that's what brings us here today. We are here uh, as fellow nerds to discuss nerdy things. And since we figure most people who are watching and or listening to this will know us from Muppet Things. We want to talk about some of the Muppet news that we have not yet talked about, things going on in the Henson world. Also, it's September. It's coming up on September 24th, which is Jim Henson's birthday. I believe this is going to be his 83rd birthday, right? Yes, 83rd? I think that's correct. So that's, uh, what is that? That's like the granite anniversary, something like that. Special year, 83. So we got to make a big deal out of this one. And so to do that, to, to celebrate the special occasion of, of Jim Henson's birthday, I have decided, since we don't have a, a Jim Henson-themed birthday cake here, because that would be expensive, I am just going to eat products for which Jim Henson advertised. That's right. Jim Henson got his uh, career started with commercials. So I figure let's, uh, let's celebrate some of the foods that he ate in those commercials. This is YouTube. So we test foods on YouTube, right? We, we do. Now, should we point out that, you know, now, granted, you haven't decided if this is all visual and also you're going to release it as a podcast separately with no visuals. Should we point out the fact that we can see each other right now and that this is that you can go on YouTube and watch us actually talking with each other? Because this is a new medium for me. Like, you can see me and I'm going to be doing a lot of shtick and you're going to be looking at food and so if you're watching this or listening to this in your car just just put youtube on and uh watch it while you're driving and that, <laughs> yeah that seems safe for everybody that's really good advice that's Thanks. really good advice um Thanks. thank you for that so first on the list we've got munchos the obvious choice right it's not a potato chip it's a potato crisp Introducing Munchos from Frito-Lay. It's the all-new potato snack, not a potato chip, a potato crisp. Munchos? You see, there's more to a Muncho. They're thicker than potato chips, so they're crisper with more potato flavor. Munchos! I wish you'd try to control yourself. Munchos! Well, as I said, there's more to a Muncho. Now, these are honestly a really good snack. I do actually get these, you know, every once in a while when, I, when I'm bored of potato chips. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get some munchos. And I only know about them because Jim Henson advertised for them. But that is probably not the most interesting item that I found today. Oh, no. Okay. So, had to keep it in this uh, bag to keep it cold. It took me a while. I had to do some digging. But I did find some... Cloverland Dairy Milk. Cloverland Dairy products are always in demand. 
They come to you fresh as morning dew. Look for the Cloverland Dairy brand. Our brown cows give the whitest milk from eating of grass that's greenest. You really should call Cloverland, cause Golden Rule Service is the keenest. Milk and butter and eggs and cheese, fresh from the farm to you. If you don't own a cow, call Cloverland now. It's North 92222. Could not find it at any of the local grocery stores. Did find it at a local Walmart, fortunately. Um, and I don't know how many people have seen this. We can probably play a clip since we're trying to post this as a video. Uh, but there was a commercial that Jim Henson did in his early days that used sort of an early example of chroma key, really, where it was a cow that, uh, that they positioned the puppet sideways and the you see the full body of the cow puppet walking on a moving uh, background and moving floor. It's a strange setup that they came up with but it makes for a very interesting looking commercial like no other and this product is less good i is say it, that as someone is what just milk it's just milk how is it not that good it's not good milk it's frankly not good milk it has a yucky aftertaste i've had it no. before okay. uh it has a slightly yucky aftertaste and it goes bad after a day you can keep oh, it yeah, in no. coldest refrigerator and it goes bad so fast. And yet you've kept it in a cooler bag, which probably hasn't kept yep. it overly cool. Probably not, no. I mean, it was only in there for a few minutes. Only for a few okay. minutes. But then, then there's my favorite, which is, um, okay, so I don't have a good package to show this to you with. It's just the grocery store yeah, yeah. deli bag. But if you look closely, you can see that it is SK Meats. And those okay. of you who are in the know, know, I'm pointing to the other camera in case I use the other video footage. I haven't decided on that yet. But those of you who are in the know, know that SK was the official sponsor for Salmon Friends, the very first Muppet Show. Remember, with SK Quality Meats, you can taste the difference quality makes. <laughs> Salmon Friends <laughs> has been brought to you by I was actually a little surprised to find that they were still around, um, but I found them, I guess, a few months ago, and I've been eating a lot of their meat ever since, actually, because they honestly do really good products that are better than a lot of the other local meats around. Let's try some of this SK ham. Just eating ham straight out, straight out of the package like a total weirdo. I, I do that constantly. Yeah. I do it more often than I'd like to admit, but it's, darn it, it's good ham. I mean, the Muppets were right. You can taste the difference quality makes, as the old slogan <laughs> says. And and that's still their slogan, by the way. They have kept the same slogan since the days of Jim Henson, and uh, or the, the days, his early days, when they were responsive for him. And you know what? The slogans work. They've stuck around. They've made it. Another well, local brands have not. I have two questions. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, you're just about to answer one of them because I saw that, but I won't spoil that yet. Second question, did Jim Henson ever advertise, like, seltzer water? Um, not oh, that I'm, I know of. All right, well, in that case... Um, but I, I will say... In that case... Uh, Hi-ho, uh, drink seltzer water. Yay! There you go. Now we did. Cheers. All right. 
There we go. I was going to say piggy water. You could just say oh, that yeah, it's piggy it water. And then there you go. That's a thing for which Muppets have advertised. But yeah. Tasty calories. I didn't mean to spoil it, but I, I do have this one item that is unfortunately not something I can actually taste because it's empty. It's an old used canister that used to hold Wilkins coffee. Um, unfortunately, this brand is no this brand is no longer around. I, I looked it up. It seems like they got bought out by another company. And then that company discontinued the product. This was several decades ago. Again, just from what I can tell from a quick Google. So this product is not here anymore. If it was, I would know it because I live in the right market for it. But those are some of the products that you can get for which Jim Henson advertised. It looks like at one point, even though I have not seen this commercial, he did one for Florida's natural orange juice which is still a thing you can buy. And interestingly, for Hawaiian Punch, would not Ooh, have That sounds delightful. That. Are you familiar with that brand? No, but I'm a big fan of just punch in general. Hawaiian Punch is a very good brand. Any, uh, any, anything with pineapple. Does it have pineapple in it? It sounds like it has pineapple all um, over. I think it's got a little bit of pineapple in it. Yeah, it's like a really... I don't know how to describe it. It's just a really solid fruit punch. Now, like, have... You got yourself anything by La Choy? No. Good night, I everybody. I'm, I'm pretty sure the company is still around. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the company is still going. I think they still make products. I'm so I enjoying, just... sorry, I'm so enjoying this visual medium. Usually I just swear and tell like, you I hate you, but now I can do <laughs> stick. Look at this. <laughs> I don't need. I keep waiting for you to get out the, uh, the flower with the water and squirt me. That'd be very hard to do from halfway around the world. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it would be. So I guess we're just going to have to find a way to do this video show in person. So one of us is going to have to fly to the other person's country. Or walk, if you want to do it the hard way. But All right. I'll want to talk now. about some things? Let's talk about some things, J.D. Hansel. Sure. So let's see. So we missed talking about D23 on the... Uh, Muppet podcasts, and I feel a little silly for that. It's just the timing was off, but now we can make up for it. So what happened with the Muppets at D23? Obviously, the biggest news was Uncle Deadly on the Haunted Mansion panel. I mean, wow, who saw that coming? That's great news. Okay, it, it was, actually was really good. It actually yeah, it, was, it was really wonderful. good. It was, it, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was wonderful, but the bigger news is the new show coming to Disney+. Plus which seemed to create a lot of confusion with the way that press handled things a little bit later because of the Josh Gad show, which we can talk about shortly. Yeah. But I am happy about the new show coming to Disney+. Plus. I'm happy about the way that they announced it. I thought the video that they put together was, first of all, unlike any other Muppet video I've ever seen. Which right? video they leaked are you talking little, about? They, they leaked a bit of the video from the D23 announcement, right? I haven't seen it, if they have. With Joe the Legal Weasel? I haven't seen the video. Oh, well, I saw it somewhere. Somehow. I don't remember where, but it existed. There was video that got leaked from D23 that showed I, most of the video. I was going to say, I have I have seen the... I've heard the audio, and okay. I have seen someone, I can't remember who it was, put together a, you know, just a crappy little, you know, thing of Kermit and a picture of a weasel, then Kermit of a picture of a weasel. But 
I haven't seen the actual video itself. And maybe that's I, all that I saw. Maybe that's all that I saw. That might have been all you saw, because I think that's I, all I saw. I feel like I would have seen this audio, uh, this video by now. Yeah, I think that was all that I saw. But I enjoyed the pictures because that was funny. It was lovely. It was lovely, and um, I guess we could talk about literally just hours ago, as of recording this, they released. Uh, a video for Talk Like a Pirate Day, where you actually right. saw Joe the Legal Weasel. Finally, officially, Joe the Legal Weasel is here. I finally do get to see what he really looks like. This is a fun puppet. It's not quite what I expected, but it's a fun puppet. No, um, they sort of. It's, they seem to have just got one of the old like blue skies, blue skies, like little me cat yeah. looking things, and have just chucked him in a suit and glasses. Uh, and Peter's performance of him is brilliant like that laugh he does at the end of that video apparently he does it a lot and yes i'm i'm gonna need a full series of joe the legal weasel immediately thank you yeah uh i would agree with that this is a great idea for a character here's the weird thing about it though is uh the character is almost too good i think it could it sort of be weird for the muppets because Look, this, this right here puts Peter Linz in his element, right? It's mm -hmm. a highly energetic character. Now, whether that's high energy from, like, a happy, excited high energy or an anxious high energy, in either case, give that character to Peter, and boy, are you in for a fun time. I mean, just the energy that he likes to bring to high energy characters. Like, what he could do with Walter, it's just, I mean, this is, Walter's a character where the, the Muppets have been, the writers have been struggling to figure out what to even do with this character ever since he was created for that one movie. And they've been trying to find different places to put him in different storylines to work with him in little videos and things. And the character's never quite been completely defined, but he's really energetic. And so it's still really funny to watch him because Peter can do energetic characters so well, especially when it's anxiety. He's so funny with those characters. And then the second thing about Joe the Legal Weasel, it's a flexible puppet. It's the kind yes, of puppet that lets is. Peter do all the weird little movements that he loves just, to do and just make it so extreme. It's like with Kermit. I remember, I think Steve Whitmire said that even just the slightest movement in his knuckle can give uh, Kermit brand new facial expressions. It's the same with Joe. Like, he's that little thing where you just, you know, you can do these little tiny movements and it's going to just have a whole range of expressions. I'm curious to see how Joe and Sam Eagle are going to get along. Ooh. Because I feel like Sam's going to really appreciate Joe until he starts cracking jokes. And then he's going to... I think they're going to become quite sort of uh, mortal enemies, if you will. I think, I think that'll be interesting. That's possible. Yeah, Joe presents interesting opportunities for conflict. But wh why, here's why I say he might be too popular for his own good. It's... I can see him becoming one of the main Muppet characters for a while. Mm -hmm. Like someone who we just start to expect to be in things. Yep. Even more so than we did when Uncle Deadly rose to prominence. And for a while there, it was like once it, once he became a main character with that 2015 show, it, like you kind of expected you'd see more of him because he just was such a good character there. With this new character in Joe the Legal Weasel, I think it's a very similar thing where, where this character lends himself to even more comedic opportunities and storyline opportunities than Uncle Deadly does, and you can just put him in anything, and I mean, Peter's having a great time with him. We already love him, and this is all we've seen. At least it's all I've seen. 
and I've heard the audio and the audio is hilarious um, from, from the D23 thing, I mean, it's such a freaking funny character and it that is. can do so much with so few lines that I think it's possible that this could become one of the mainstays for a while. And that just weirds me out because I don't know what it would be like 10 years from now if suddenly uh, for the trailer for the next Muppet movie, they're like, it's all your favorite Muppets, Kermit, Fozzie, Gonzo, and Joe. It's like one of these <laughs> names does not fit. Yeah, the name is very... I feel like you need to always refer to him as Joe the Legal Weasel. Because yes. otherwise, I have already come into... Like, I'm quite good friends with Joe Hennis from Tough Picks, And I've already come into uh, issues where I have been talking about Joe the Legal Weasel. And people are thinking I'm talking about Joe Hennis. I knew and that vice, was going to happen. And vice versa. Sorry, my Siri just went off for some reason. Um... I it just expects that when you say the name Johannes, you're trying to start a, co- a call with him. Start a conversation with him. I think he knows you too well. From what I know, and from what little I know, they have filmed quite a few of these videos, um, like the ones that went up today. Um, I know a little bit more things I can't say on air, but um, Joe is apparently in a lot of them. And Joe he just, is in a lot of them. See what I mean? Joe, the legal weasel, is in quite a lot of them and is apparently just gets better and better. So I'm very excited. I'm just happy to see Peter doing something because Walter got sidelined a lot in the last couple of years. Yeah. And I love that little guy. And so I just want I just want Joe to that's not Joe, sorry, uh, Peter to have something to do. Sorry, are you talking about you're, you're talking about Peter Lins the human or Peter the water buffalo? Let's move on, shall we? Okay. But the name is problematic. The name, I mean, I understand it because they picked a very uninteresting name for an uninteresting guy or someone who's supposed to be yeah, you know, yeah. the legal one. It makes sense. I think that they could have done something more beige than joe joe still signifies some amount of fun and energy i think joe is a fun name they could have gone with something more bl- like let's rename joe the legal weasel um right now before it's too late let's let's rename him change the gary camera, because i i know all the uh, the muppet people are watching gary see that's too closely associated with the 2011 muppet movie that's like oh, the star yeah, of a major muppet motion picture so we can't use it yeah there's true. stan or stanley could be kind of you know Bland. Um, um, John. John, okay. Um, just like a real Glenn. Just a real nothing. Glenn. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, is there anything that goes with, like, some alliteration, like uh, Larry the Legal Weasel? No, that sounds wrong. Um, all right. Leave your suggestions for what the new name for Joe the Legal Weasel should be down in the comments below. And we will email all of them to whoever is running the Muppet Studio now. They they changed people, right? They did. I and there heard... was just no news about this. Like, I, yeah, I there was... stumbled upon it recently and was like, what? How did I? I found out by emailing Debbie McClelland, who I've been quite friendly with, and getting an email back from Disney saying, Debbie McClelland is no longer with the Muppet Studio. Like, it was heartbreaking because now I have to start with someone brand new who I don't know. Right. 
But apparently, I will say, apparently this person, I, I've heard multiple names. There's Lee Slaughter, um, which is a great name. Uh, she's Australian, so hopefully if I ever get to meet her, at least I have something in common. Uh, and then I've heard another name. I can't remember off the top of my head. But apparently they're both wonderful. They're both really nice people. And they both really just want to get the Muppets up and running. Um, so hopefully we'll see a lot more soon. Even That's, to the yeah, point where, if we can transition this into the Josh Gad Muppet Show, yeah. uh, Muppets Live Another Day that is ironically dead. Um, apparently, say what you will about the concept. I thought it was a silly concept from day one. But they offered Josh Gad and his team a chance to do something else with the Muppets, to develop something different. So it wasn't like they just went, you know what, we don't like this idea, we don't want you to do anything, off you go. It was, what else have you got? What else can you do with these characters? And I think that shows a lot of promise in these people. And I hopefully, you know, a lot of people took the um, news that this series was dead as bad. That, oh, Muppets don't, no, Disney don't care about the Muppets. If anything, I think it shows that Disney care more about the Muppets because at least they want right. to give them quality content, something that's going to give them yeah. a chance. So, you know, hopefully yeah. we're going to see something soon. I'm actually genuinely excited to see what happens. The way that Hollywood typically works is something doesn't get greenlit unless there is some A-list or close to A-list movie star who's like, all right, I'm going to make this my project to get this greenlit. I'll star in it if you want. I'll, I'll write or direct or whatever you want. Here's my idea for it. And then when the A-list, sort of like with Jason Siegel, right? That's how the right. Muppets yep. got to have a movie is a celebrity. I don't know. The, do we consider Jason Siegel A-list? I uh, mean, at that point, he would have been very... Uh, yeah, at that point, he's, he was definitely famous for multiple movies and How I Met Your Mother. I don't know what's happened to him lately, but still, we all know who Jason Siegel is, author. and that's the point. Okay, okay. Okay, um, but we, we uh, all know who Jason Siegel is, so he was able to go to Disney and say, I'll make this my project, just let me do it with these characters. Um, and so that's, that's, that's just the nature of Hollywood, right? I mean, how long did it take to make uh, La La Land? A very long time, because it took a while for A-listers to get settled on it and say, we want to do this thing, and then it moves the vehicle along. So here we are in a situation where Josh Gad, who I guess is an A-lister, basically, right? I mean, again, he's someone who we all know who he is. Yeah. We all recognize him yeah. from stuff. Uh, a star of multiple major Disney movies now between Beauty and the Beast and the Frozen series. Uh, he comes in. He has an idea for a Muppet show. And they say, we have a better idea for a Muppet show. And even though we don't have someone attached to it, we're going to go with a better idea. That does show promise. That's great news. This is wonderful. It really um, is. I mean, I, I didn't understand the concept of the original. Like, you're going to... Uh, Disney doesn't have the distribution rights to Muppets Take Manhattan. Why would you pick that movie? I didn't even think of that. Of you, course. That didn't dawn on you? No, it didn't. How can I've they never... use Muppets Take Manhattan when that's not one of Disney's Muppet movies? I don't know. I've... Okay, that's wrinkled my brain a little bit. Um... <laughs> The whole concept, like the concept of, like, it's set after the Muppets Take Manhattan in that universe. Yeah, um, in that particular world. Like... In that particular world, and then Rolf goes missing for some reason. And then, yeah, look, without saying too much, I don't think it was just us who thought the um, concept was a bit odd. 
Uh, I think some of the people in the Muppet studio thought the concept was a bit odd. Uh, and that's why we're not seeing it, I think. Yeah, it's it was a weird idea. Like, under what under what circumstances is Ralph missing? That's that's the uh, probably the oddest word there. Like he goes away, fine, we've seen that. That's I mean he does that in Muppets Take Manhattan. He, he goes away, but like but missing. He, but he's I also mean, not a giant part of that film either. So why does it need right? to be connected to that movie? Like, do they just want to set something in the eighties? In which case, can't they pick Muppet Caper? Or just make it its own thing set in the 80s? Yeah. How are they going to work with guest stars? Were they going to have guest stars playing themselves? Or were they going to have guest stars just playing 80s people? How is that going to work? None of it what makes the, sense. The puppets look completely different now from the way they looked in the 80s. Like, True. were you going to try to, like, get puppets that look more like the puppets from the 80s and say, like, no, this is now our 80s version of the Muppets and we use the other puppets for the new stuff? Like, you look at Fozzie now compared to even Fozzie 10 years ago, yeah. And they they don't look alike at all. I don't yeah. love the new Fozzie Puppet. I'm actually for the old one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just none of it made sense. And I'm not upset that it died. But I'd love to see Enjoy Your Crap Milk. I'd love to see some sort of script or some sort of treatment that these people did. Yeah. But now we get to jokingly call it Muppets Die Another Day. Which... Which has it's been great. the Muppets every day for the past three years. Oh, okay. Wow. Booyaka, Shah. You're not wrong. Gosh, oh my gosh. It's been it's been four years this month since uh, the 2015 Muppet Show came out on ABC. It's that's weird. It's been that's a like, long time. That's that's really when we when you and I started like working together as, as co-hosts more and, and started making content that I don't regret making. Wow. Wow. It's weird. It's weird. Wow. I kind of miss that show in a way. But hey, at least Uncle Deadly, he came back for the Haunted Mansion thing and he stole the show. I mean, he just killed it. He did steal the show. Wonderful. He was he was wonderful. I I now granted I haven't watched all of it because I don't care about a lot of the rest of the stuff, but I watched the introduction, I watched I skimmed through it and sort of watched the Uncle Deadly parts. I just love to say Uncle Deadly. Who would have thought that he would have been a big character? Who thought he would have come back? Okay, can I just say, I've recently been thinking about this. You've talked about how there is no Muppet canon, right? Except for Crazy Harry's canon, there is no Muppet canon. Correct. I I believe there is also no central cast of Muppet characters. We all think that there is one, but they shuffle the cast around so much from property to property that... Honestly, there are some productions where Fozzie isn't even a main character. Uh, like Muppet Treasure Island, Muppet Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. particularly Christmas Carol. Uh, and I think even Muppets Tonight. That. <laughs> right, that, uh, when he shows up all old at the end, it's like, ah, what did you do to, yeah. what did you do to Fozzie? Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at Gonzo, and he was... He's the uh, Well, No, no, I was going to say, Gonzo had very little to do in both the 2011 and... Uh, Muppet movie and Muppets Most Wanted. You look at the 2011 movie, he doesn't have one line in any song. You look at the Muppets, like he had a little bit more to do in... Wait, Gonzo? Um, Gonzo has no single line in a song in the 2011 film. He says, Gonzo the Great will ride this baby again in Pictures okay. in My Head, and that's it. Okay, yeah, as long as you count that one. I count that, but that's, he didn't sing that, he said it. True. 
the 2014 film, he had a couple in, like, he had one in, we're doing a sequel, and he had one in, I uh, had a, his own bit in the interrogation song, in a bit that was yeah. cut. Um, oh, yeah. That was cut. It's in the extended version, and it's on the soundtrack, and it's one, probably one of my favourite bits of the whole song, just because of the music, it's excellent in that bit. It's a good bit, yeah. Um, but he had very little to do, when you really think about it. One yeah. thing I remember when I walked out of the 2014 film, I was messaging with Ryan Dozier, and I said, why couldn't Gonzo have gone with Fozzy, Walter, and Animal? Right. Like, he didn't do anything. He didn't need to stay where he was. Why couldn't he have gone with them? Yeah, he just... But then, luckily, back in the 2015 series, he emerged back as one of the mainstays. So I argued that, you know, Kermit's the mainstay, Piggy's the mainstay. Even, okay, yes, he hasn't had a ton to do, but yeah, Gonzo and Fozzy. But besides those four... You could pretty much chop and change yeah. any of them, and you can find any production where some of them don't even appear or have anything to do. Right. Uh, there's. I like the stretch of time when they thought Bean Bunny was one of the main Muppets. That's uh, one of my favorite stretches in time when they're like, "All right, we've got this great new Muppet character, Bean Bunny. Why is he funny? I don't know, but we got him. Yeah, he's, he's one of the he's puppeteers that doesn't cute. do something else." Yeah. Yeah. Right. They hired him to be cute, so they don't have to. Which to the point, to the is point a line I like. But where they pretty much based the whole theme park attraction around him. Yeah, that's the craziest thing is that they then lock in this one weird moment in Muppet history right at the end of Jim Henson's life, when everything is in transition and in flux and about to blow up. Basically, the whole Muppet world is about to blow up, and they lock in that moment in history as the main fixture of. Of, of like it's the Muppet presence in theme parks, mm -hmm. and it just captures this one weird moment when they thought Bean Bunny and Waldo C. Graphic were going to be main Muppet characters because they worked so well on the Jim Henson Hour, which has a completely different Muppet cast of its own. Yeah, completely different. Yeah, um, and and there's another example of Fozzie and Piggy not being mainstays because of Frank, but yeah. then Gonzo is still big on that show. Yeah, and so it does. It's even with their and it, I honestly think even in the first season of the Muppet Show, they didn't know Gonzo was a main character. It's no. in the Muppet movie when they finally establish Kermit first, Fozzie, Gonzo, Piggy. These are our main characters, and then in Great Muppet Caper, where they establish Kermit, Fozzie, and Gonzo as a trio, and they don't really appear as a trio in many other places. But then beyond that, they they just. Yeah, you're right. They just inter interchange Muppet characters. Sometimes Uncle Deadly gets to be a main character, sometimes not. Sometimes Walter does, sometimes not. In this Talk Like a Pirate video, who do we have? Kermit, Fozzie, Gonzo, the trio with Pepe. Sometimes Pepe is a major Muppet character, and well, then me, there are the movies. Yeah, let me... Well, I mean, granted, the last two movies, David made a joke about that you know, Rizzo had nothing to do in the um, right? two movies, to the point where they made a reference to that in the second movie. But, you know, with Steve Whitmire gone, I don't think they're going to replace Rizzo's performer at all. I think Pepe is going to take over, and Pepe and Gonzo are going to become the new duo. Because, I mean, while they had them as a trio in the 2015 series, and right. I thought that was one of the things that worked the most out of that whole series. So... Put those two together, I think that's going to be the new thing. I think we're going to start seeing more Pepe where they would usually put Rizzo. Um, but, yeah, look, you know, we say they made a whole theme park 
thing about, um, you know, being funny when he was brand new. I can't wait to see great moments in history with Joe the Legal Weasel. You know that they're closing. You know that they're closing. Okay, so that was just a friendly setup, a nice setup for a joke. Okay, just making I was, sure. I was Clever allowing you the... to segue in. Well, yeah, but I was about to do it on my own, and then you, you threw me a curveball when you started the segue. So I... <clears throat> Speaking of theme park attractions, great moments in American history, but just the American parts presented by the Muppets. Gosh, I hate that title. It's so long. But I love that show. It's closing. They're closing the show. Um, seemingly, I think uh, Tough Pigs has it listed as a rumor. It is, it is a rumor, but it looks like it's probably true. So, yeah, look, I initially Walt Disney World News Today that um website reported it. They haven't got a great track record when it comes to rumors. Um, Fair enough. they have listed a lot of things, they've listed the Tiki Room was closing, and then like the next day, Disney had to release something saying it wasn't. Little things like that. Uh, so when I first saw this, I didn't report on it for the first couple of days because I wasn't willing to right. take that chance. But then I saw a couple of comments from people who actually work at Walt Disney World saying that it's not a rumour. Um, it's sad. Yeah. It's sad because it's a genuinely excellent show. The thing is, though... Like, a lot of people, yes, okay, it's disappointing that they're taking it away. Yes, they're saying it's disappointing that the Muppets, you know, are not getting to do much. I've even seen some people saying, well, you know, the whole, you know, live show's a failure. It's not a failure. It still ran for three years. If this had been any other attraction and you'd heard it was closing for three years, you wouldn't give it a second thought. Yeah, I look, I look, it's disappointing that it's going, but... It had three years. It wasn't like it ran for, you know, six months and then disappeared. But, I would like to see it go for longer, but, you know, three years is still a decent amount of time. When you consider it's been played, what, like four or five times a day for three years every single day. But the problem is that they've had other live shows that are not as good as this that have lasted longer. So it is weird that they're pulling the plug on this now. Well, they're not just pulling the plug on this. They're pulling the plug on a whole range of live stuff. They're pulling parades. They're pulling other live shows. They're pulling bands. There's a lot of the live okay. entertainment stuff is going. So it's not All just right. the Muppets. A lot of people think, oh, well, you know, Disney don't care about the Muppets because they're doing this. No, they don't care about a lot of things. This just happens to be one of them. <laughs> well, it's odd because I have to wonder now, whenever I do get the chance to go to Disneyland or Disney World, I unfortunately never got to go to Disney World while this show was in production. Um, did you, no, you no. didn't either. That's right. You've never, you've never been to Disney World, right? No, I've been to Disneyland and I've been to Disneyland Paris. Oh, how's Paris? It's fine. We'll talk about that later. Okay, cool. Uh, sorry. Just, you just opened up a whole new set Actually, of questions. No, you and I have talked about hours. Disneyland Paris before. You're right. We have. On a podcast. Yeah, you're right. We have. Yeah. Sorry. We haven't talked in so long. I forget so much. Been a while. Go back, folks. You'll find it. <laughs> if you just keep going back far enough. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't know what I'm going to do when I am in this part of Disney World, because, like, I, I don't want to be in the room with Creepy Trump. Like, Yeah, yeah. That's, it's, it, like, uh, you're going to put me in the room with Donald Trump as a scary robot 
but even uglier than you would expect Donald Trump as a scary robot to be. No, no, don't put me there. Like when I'm in that heritage house area, I just want to just want to see some Muppets do some uh, screwed now, up history and that's it. Now, granted, I've never been to Disney World, so I've never seen this Hall of Presidents or whatever it is. Is it anywhere near as folk and dull as Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln? Because so, that might have been one of the worst 15 minutes of my life. <laughs> Truly, I appreciate American history. I appreciate, you know, that this animatronic was one of the first and how impressive it was and all this sort of different stuff. But, God, 15 minutes I sat in that room and I thought about killing myself at least six times. I like the Mr. Lincoln show. Oh, no, do you know the only good like, part? What's the only good part? At one point he says the word bosoms and that made me and my friend laugh and we still <laughs> quote that and that was nearly five years ago. Because <laughs> we're children. Okay, what I like about it is I just think that Abraham Lincoln is an interesting person who has a lot of good quotes. Absolutely. And they're kind of inspirational, and I think and it's an enjoyable what? thing getting to hear them from a, a weird replica of the man himself. Right, and so when he actually comes out and stands up and does his speech, yeah, cool. <clears throat> Not a problem. Yeah, that's great. I like that. It's the, it's the like, 10-minute, like, friggin' lecture beforehand, all on video, all black and white. So that was yeah. like, I don't need any of this crap, thanks. I'm here to see, like, a robot, you know, stand up and say four score and 20 years ago, whatever the hell he says. That's true. It There is that, I, I sometimes Four forget about it, that years. video before, that video beforehand <laughs> feels like some old, hastily thrown together, high school oriented or middle school oriented documentary to introduce Abraham Lincoln. And there is a moment when you just want to be like, show us the robot, show us the robot. We only yeah. came for the robot. We didn't come here to watch a movie. There was only three of us in that room watching that show. Me and two of my friends. Me and her were laughing at the word bosoms. Her husband's sitting there going, Shh, I'm trying to watch a show. And I think her and I almost started chanting that at one point. It was like, hurry up. Now, he was loving it, my friend. His wife and I are sitting there going, all right, yep, no, this is our last day at Disneyland. I'd like to go ride Big Thunder Mountain, thanks. But no, yeah. I had to sit there. But then he said bosoms, and that was all worth it. Well, folks, those are our thoughts on... The Muppets of D23. Abraham Lincoln <laughs> said bosoms. Welcome All to right. Bosomcast. <laughs> uh, what else is there to talk about? So let's talk about commercials. Because okay. there, are, there are multiple new commercials starring Muppets to talk about, which is weird. The, the one that interests me the most, I guess, is the Sesame Street commercials for... Farmer's Insurance. The Do you even know, how did that come about? I don't know how it came about, but I love all of them, and I can't wait to see more. See, my problem is, I just... How do I put it? I don't believe the Muppets should be used to sell products. I just don't think that it's acceptable. Do you know, for half ruined. a second, for half a second, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? I was ready to get into a big argument with you. But, all right, yeah, well played. Thank you. Thank you. 
when I was buying this, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to make this joke. Time to crack some jokes about character purity. But in all seriousness, it's weird to see the Sesame Street characters advertising for something. I that weirds me out. I, I remember I, if you go back a couple of years ago, it might have been last year or year before, when the Sesame Street characters were advertising um, cars. That weirded me out too. Cries of Pacifica was, or something. Yeah. Um, I remember someone, and I don't remember exactly, I'd have to go now through the comments and find it. Someone referenced like old ads from like the 70s and 80s with the Sesame characters advertising things. Really? Yeah, and I don't remember off the top of my head what it was. Um, but I saw a comment literally just this morning on Twitter when someone was talking about it saying, these ads aren't targeted to kids. They're added, targeted towards the parents and the nostalgia and stuff. No child is going to go get, you know, insurance through Farmers Group. Right. No child is going to go get a, you know, Chrysler Pacifica. God, I hope that's the right car. Otherwise, I'm given, you know. I'd, it's a Chrysler I'd love something. The, I'd love the Chrysler Pacifica. Nella, give me one for free. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Uh, let's, I'm trying to see. It was, yes, the Chrysler Pacifica minivan. Very nice. Nailed it. From 2017. I'm trying to see what else have they advertised for. Uh, Pepe did a tie-in with Long John Silvers. That's not what I'm looking for. No, these were the Sesame characters. Right. But they've used the Sesame characters to sell, um, like, fruit and vegetables to kids and stuff like that. Okay. So I don't think... I don't think there's an issue. I think, if anything, it's that push that, you know, Sesame seemed to be doing over the last, you know, 12 months or so. I think because of the 50th anniversary. To sort of, you know, almost move the um, characters to a more... What's the word? Sort of play into that nostalgia, play into the adults in the room who some of them right. who are now like, you know, I'm 30 years old now um, and other people who have been around, you know, people who were teenagers when Sesame Street started and now in their 70s and can show their grandkids these things and are remembering all that time, you know, that the Muppets and Sesame Street have, you know, all the joy they brought to their lives. It's literally just nostalgia. So I don't think it's an issue that the Sesame Street characters are selling things, provided they're doing it for the right reasons, that they're not doing it to sell out. They're not doing it to advertise anything that would be inappropriate. Well, yeah. I mean, as of yet, the Sesame Street characters are not selling porn, which I know is what you were referring to, because it's always what you're referring to. But uh, I, I do think it's an odd pairing here just uh, it just feels really corporate and i just i don't like feeling like the sesame street characters are corporate i know i'm used to seeing tie-ins for products even products for kids where you see a, a face of a muppet on a product and therefore you buy it and i know that's how sesame makes their money but here it just feels like they're I, I, look sesame workshop is a non-profit and it's a model non-profit in my opinion i wish most companies operated more like Sesame Workshop, which I hope comes across as as big of a compliment as it is to Sesame yep. Workshop, because it's, it's a very big statement I just made. But yeah, it's 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 a good organization that I know on some level has to be doing this for the right reasons. It's just, it's awkward. It's a very, very awkward thing. Okay. At, at least in this case, just because again, we're not used to it. We're not used to watching a commercial 
and then here are the characters who they tried to keep out of commercials for a while. Like when they when they insisted after they got when Sesame Street first went on and Cookie Monster got popular, there was that whole ordeal where all these different cookie companies were calling and saying, "Hey, can we get the rights to Cookie Monster for this?" Yeah. And obviously they said no that would be inappropriate because these are characters who are here educating you there's in some sense selling you letters and numbers and teaching all these things it's it's a didactic program and when you start talking about cars the way you're talking about letters and numbers it's weird but again the one thing that makes me mostly okay with it is they're playing for nostalgia to grown-ups and using the characters as nostalgic characters to get the grown-ups interested in the product and i guess that's fine i guess that's fine the it's uncomfortable is, but I guess the way i think about it is that you know sesame sesame has almost ended multiple times sesame almost ended in the 90s sesame almost ended again about 15 years ago i want to say and then sesame almost ended again about five years ago yeah. And, you know, the reason, I remember the reason Elmo became popular is because Tickle Me Elmo literally saved Sesame Street. Right. Um, I can't remember around about 15 years ago, but then the one recently, the reason HBO brought, got the rights to Sesame Street was to save them because they were, you know, hemorrhaging money at that point. And so... I mean, they had never completely bounced back from the recession when they cut a lot right, of people. Right, right. So I think... Sesame will eventually end. These characters, I don't think, will. I think they're trying to sort out what these characters could do moving forward. I think eventually we're going to get to a point where the Sesame Street characters are almost like the Muppets, but aimed more towards kids. And then, you know, the Muppets will stay sort of you know, over here, family-wise, you know, but Sesame Street would just do stuff to towards children. I think at some point you're going to get a, um, you're almost going to get competing franchises, but with all the same people behind the scenes, if that makes sense. A little bit. I still a don't understand where you're picturing the Sesame Street characters here. But um, okay. I, I just put it this way, right? So we haven't got it on our list of things to talk about, but... HBO have announced that Elmo is getting his own talk show. On, oh, right. I forgot about that. Um, on HBO Max, the new streaming service. Now, yes, okay, it's going to be a bit of a parody. Yes, it's going to be, um, you know, obviously children are going to be able to watch it. But I think they're going to go with a little bit more. You know how Elmo is. How When I've interviewed him or when he's been on talk shows or something, he becomes a little bit more adult. Not adult. That's the wrong word. But he becomes a little less cutesy if that's the word right he gets drunk he gets and then starts saying some very inappropriate things he said some horrible things in the past but yeah he, sorry i'm still stuck on the fact that you pronounce the letter you pronounce the letter h as h like you start the letter h with the letter h in your pronunciation and i feel like i should have noticed that by now and it bothers me go on sorry go ahead well so does all of this but um such a visual medium. Um, look, I'm just saying, I think they're trying to figure out what Sesame Street characters could be outside of Sesame Street. So I think we're going to see a little bit more of this sort of stuff going forward. Um, 
basically just enjoy the ride. At least it's good material. Like, if you've watched the three ads, okay, as awkward as they might be, they're still quite funny. J.K. Simmons plays off amazingly with Bert. Um, the fact that he and Bert are wearing matching clothes is hilarious. Um, you know, the cat gets a good line in it. Um, the fact that they use the count tells you that they were playing two adults and nostalgia. Exactly right. They've got Mr. Johnson in there, so they're not just relying on, you know, the sort of recognisable characters. They're also getting, like, the slightly more obscure ones out there. So, again, to play to um, nostalgia. So, at least what they're doing is good. Like, I loved those Chryslerites a couple of years ago. They were all, every single one of them was fantastic. I don't remember them that well, but sure. Okay, well, you'd have to go back and rewatch them. But, you know... Yeah, I just, I, I think the ads worked. I think they were amusing. Um, and, you know, I can't wait to see their next one for Facebook Portal. I'm, I'm segueing for you. Thank you. All right, Facebook Portal. This one oddly makes me almost as uncomfortable as the Sesame one because it's, it's the Muppets who I like advertising for something that I don't like. Like, why are we letting the company that is infamous for the way they handle data and people's privacy put smart cameras in all our houses? Why are we doing this? So that we can put fruit hats on our head and ask if our noses look big? Oh, well then, yeah, you're right. It's okay. Sorry, I take that back. This is a really great idea for a really great product. You should all buy it. Uh, this episode of this program has been... Uh, anyway, uh, busted by the Chrysler Pacifica. I'll get, <laughs> I'll get two free ones now. And you're gonna drive them both around at the same time. You're just gonna have have your real have two of them next to each other. You'll just reach through their window, use your arm for one, and then have your leg driving the other, and you'll just yeah. show off your two Chrysler Pacificas from 2017. 100%. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So this Facebook portal commercial i mean it's fine it is what it is there's something particularly special about it except that mama bear is back which just comes right out of nowhere like okay. it was, I, I, I'll, I'll, I, all i'm gonna say is uh, that bob bear will return <gasps> and that's all i'm going to say on those that matter you're going to get in trouble with Joe the Legal Weasel, okay? This isn't the podcast where nobody hears what we say. This is YouTube where you can post anything and it'll get at least 100 views because it's YouTube. Like, people have nothing to do but just watch whatever stuff is on YouTube. So people are going to see this and people are going to know that you just announced that there is a future for Emily Bear, which is, I guess, implied by the fact that they took the time and spent the money to build the puppet, so of course they were going to do more with. But still, spoilers. You're going to give everyone's going to come. Disney's going to come knocking on your door. They're going to walk all the way to Australia. They're going to knock on your door and say, "Who is your source? What are you doing? Spilling all this information?" And eh. and then then what do you do? Unless it's very possible that when I found out about Emily Bear, it was for this ad and not for something else. That is possible. So I could have just announced something that was completely wrong. Who cares? All right. Then we take all of this back. Everything we have said in this video is Except now not true. Except for how great the Chrysler Pacifica is. Except for how great the Chrysler Pacifica is. The Chrysler Pacifica, it's the 
Slobin. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the best part of the video is just Emily Bears here. And we don't know now. Now we don't know if we'll ever see her again. So that's nice. It's weird because I see this as Jerry's character, you know, like I guess I'm that way about a lot of Jerry characters. But this one in particular, just because it's obscure and the voice is very close to Jerry's and the personality is hard to replicate. It's just awkward. Like I just I, I don't know. Again, it's one of those Muppets that's from a specific era right. where I. I pinpoint it not just to a particular performer, but to a particular moment in Muppet history when they were like, yep, this is going to be a main character now. Get ready. Yeah. The thing is, though, looking at, like, I've just got the picture of Emily Bear up. Now, in the past, she has literally just been a fuzzy puppet that they have put a wig and glasses and a hat on. Looking at the rebuilt Emily Bear for this Facebook ad, that's... I never noticed that. Didn't you? This Emily Bear, and now I'm going to, I'm going to show this to the camera, but you might be able to put it up separately. That's not a current Fozzy puppet that they've just put stuff on. That is a rebuild, and that looks like the old Fozzy. It is the old Fozzy. It's either the old Fozzy, or they've rebuilt something to look like the old Fozzy to be Emily Bear. So, yeah, there you go. That's nice. At least they haven't just completely chucked a wig on the really hairy-faced, you know, uh, going through puberty fuzzy, as I'd call him. Sorry, I, I'm just, I'm just so, so happy that I'm seeing the old fuzzy puppet back, e even if it is in this weird form where we've resurrected Jerry Nelson to bring us Ma Bear again. Um, like you looked at that. Hmm. That's just. Yeah, they do look. Yeah. That's just a fuzzy puppet. Yeah. That's just yeah. a fuzzy it's like, puppet. It's like with uh, Granny Bird on Sesame Street. It's literally just a big bird puppet, but with um, glasses and... Well, that one's obvious. Yeah. Well, just, just like how Joe the Legal Weasel is just a Joe Hennis puppet with hair on it to look like a weasel. That is correct. We can all tell this. All the people... Do you think there's going to be anyone who watches this who doesn't know who Joe Hennis is and is going to be really confused? Because I i don't think so. But if so, I, I would real, like to hear from those confused I think the people. real question is, uh, do you think there's any going to be anybody who watches this? I, by this timestamp, when we're this far into the recording, no way. We can say whatever okay. we want. So now we are free, now that no one is watching, to trash the Dark Crystal. Woo! Okay. My favorite part of the podcast, the Dark Crystal trashing portion of the program. I've seen one episode and that's it. Same! All right! Woo! I think that, that goes one. to show how... Not that I didn't enjoy it. I'm just not in the rush to watch it. I yep. will eventually watch it all. Yep. Eh, but I'll get around to it eventually when I finish. I'm watching Shit's Creek at the moment on Netflix and that's way funnier and way more entertaining. So I'll get to it eventually. If they make a funny Dark Crystal series, I will watch the funny Dark Crystal series. That'll be, uh, you know, sh show me a Dark Crystal series with Fozzie Bear in it, and we'll talk. I think then I'm interested. As long as it's funny, as long as it's that same old Muppety vaudevillian style, you can put it on whatever planet you want. Yeah. Um, but I want to see the Chamberlain do a uh, song and dance number. Yeah. But like an okay, old 40s sure. staple of like, yeah. make him laugh, make him laugh, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's the plan. I but do you know what I really want to see? 
mm-hmm. I really want to see the Chamberlain advertise the Chrysler Pacifica. Stop it! I have to say, I <laughs> that's not how it works. It's sure not how it works. <laughs> what could you possibly do with four cars as one individual? You'll just have to wait and see. I'm gonna uh, what's I'm gonna human centipede them. <sighs> Moving I, right along. I I thank you. No, we can't use that. That's the name of another show. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I liked episode one of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. In fact, the end of it was interesting enough that it got me to start watching the second episode, which is when you get the interesting stuff with Agra. Uh, so I started watching the second episode. I don't know when I'll finish it or if I'll finish it anytime soon. It might be a while. Because the thing is, I'm not that invested in this story when I know it doesn't end well. Yeah. Like, this all has one very inevitable ending. A yeah. locked-in, airtight ending that was prophesied. I yeah, mean, yeah. it's I a mean, prequel and it's prophesied, so we know what's going to happen, more or less. Now, obviously, you know, we need to point out the fact that obviously this show is doing well. Yes, and so this is so just our opinions. Well. I'm not saying it's a bad show. I'm just saying it didn't grab me immediately because you know Netflix has said it's been really successful. Um, it's been critically acclaimed. All I mean, you see it everywhere. Stuff. You see it everywhere. Like, it's everyone done... on the web has been talking about it. It was it was hyped up very big, and you, I for a second I thought it was going to be hyped up really big, and then people would be like, eh, "I don't need to watch it." But no, everybody's watching this. This is the talk of the nerdy part of the internet, and that's great. It, it really is. Like how many other like this show came out what three weeks ago as of recording, around three weeks ago, Something like um, that. almost a month. What other show can you think of that, um, you know, the premiered on Netflix was still being talked about even three weeks later? Mm. Like, you know, they usually get these big, um, you know, big presses and everything like that, and then it will be shown, and then, like, a week later, everyone's talking about, you know, the next thing that's coming up. But people are still talking about Dark Crystal. People are still begging for a second season. And so, yeah, obviously obviously it's doing well. And I wish that it had grabbed me as it's grabbed everybody else. I'm sure if I keep watching it, it will. Um, the puppetry is incredible. Like, we can't yeah. deny that. Um, the voice acting is amazing. Mark Hamill's fantastic in it. Yes. Simon Pegg, I think, is the standout of all of them. Oddly Wait, enough, which one is he doing? Simon Pegg is the Chamberlain. He's doing yeah. Chamberlain in this? Yeah. He's spot on. He's spot on. You wouldn't expect I assumed people, they got the same guy from the original film. It's dead on. Yeah, it's Simon Pegg. Um, and then Aquafina. And I can't remember the name of her character, but it's the one who like, is a little snotty and drooly. She's oh, yeah. fantastic as well. So yeah. the um, yeah, the and casting Augra. is... Augra, Augra is played by uh, the puppeteer Donna Kimball. Is that her name? Okay, um, I, I'm just wondering who's doing the voice because the voice sounds the same. It's um the same woman, Donna Kimball. She's a handsome puppeteer. I believe she's done Puppet Up and stuff like that. This is a crazy good Agra. Yeah, I don't think anybody from the original cast is in the um is in the remake. It's in the prequel yeah, series, right. I should say. Yeah. In fact, I wonder if part of my reason I didn't the first episode didn't grab me was because I spent most of the time, it's a 45-minute episode, maybe an hour, 
it took me an hour and a half to watch because I kept on having to stop it going on Wikipedia and seeing who was doing the voice. Um, and yeah, it's voices are amazing. So everything it has everything going for it. I just yeah. think I, I just think maybe I need to give it more of a chance. And I think that I'm just more interested in the storylines of other shows. I mean, the characters are solid. I'm having the same problem here, though, with just the build of the puppets makes them not very flexible for the most part mm -hmm. with those faces. So the voice actors are doing everything in their power to actually give these characters character. Like, these are not Jen. These are not Jen. These are characters with personality. The voices have character the voices have character you can tell yeah. these are actually voiced the way these characters were supposed to be voiced it's actually interesting it's yeah. not just the most monotone voice because my master he sent me and i have to heal the crystal but what is it no none of that crap yeah yeah i i just good i i but then the the faces don't move and it's like something's not quite uncanny, but not Slightly quite Slightly off, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, but, I, look, I think part of my problem as well is that, now I say this as one of, you know, Jim Henson's biggest fans, uh, you know, I've got Kermit's eye tattooed to my arm. I'm a, thank you, I'm a big, uh, and on this time I've got the Chrysler Pacifica. <laughs> what were anyway, you going to say? Move on. But... I think I also am inhabited, not inhabited, what's the word I'm after? Um, whatever it is. Part of the issue is that I just really don't like the original movie. Yeah. I just, and I think, like, it's visually gorgeous, but God, what a snooze fest. Um, so... I think that's part of the reason I'm getting, I have a little trouble getting into it. And also, I think because I feel like I should be into it, part of my brain's like, well, you know, almost like rebelling a little bit of like, well, no, you're not going to be into that. I'm like, but I feel like I should. I know all these people who worked on it and, you know, people who I would consider friends, uh, you know, performed and wrote and directed and did all this stuff. And then part of my brain's like, no, no, watch The Good Place for the 15th time. I'm like, well, okay, because that's a great show. I haven't gotten it's on my list. I'm going to get to that. But first, I decided to watch Veronica Mars, also okay. an interesting show. Okay. Very interesting. I had I never seen that before. I haven't watched um, it, but I've heard great things. Yeah, I was a little baby child when that was in its original run, which is why I did not, did not see it. Missed a lot of the TV in that era because I just was too young and... I don't know. I generally don't like media from that time period, it seems. So when I find something from that time that I do like, it's nice. It's nice. I generally do like stuff from the 80s. So why am I not in love with The Dark Crystal? I don't know. I also, just the other night, I watched Flashdance. Why am I not a fan of Flashdance? I don't know. It was boring. I can't say anything more than that. Aesthetically great, but boring. Same with Dark Crystal. But somehow they got this great cast to do this reboot. Like, it's amazing how many people were behind it. Like, they got Mark yeah. Hamill. Yeah. Oh, I mean, how, how many people are able to, or like, how? think about how rare it is to see Mark Hamill in a nostalgia-based franchise doing a reboot of a production that some people just love so much and hold up as this, this 
emblem of great sci-fi fantasy that's all a heroic story about someone defeating an evil empire. You never see Mark Hamill in that. So this is a really rare and special thing that could have been a far better executed joke. It was really great when I did it on the phone with Steve the other night. It was really good there. Executed it flawlessly. I'm just going to sit here and eat my munchos. You can figure I out what had, we're going to do next. Sure. I, I, had, I had a really great punchline I was about to jump in with, and then you've ruined it by talking about the fact your joke didn't work. I was going to talk about, oh, it's funny because he was in the new Child's Play. But no, you ruined it. You ruined it with your little munching bloody stuff. Anyway. All right. Uh, we have got a list of things we're going to talk about. I feel like some of these can go. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this no, thing has were, gone for about an hour. Yeah, everything at the bottom was just extra stuff we could talk about if we wanted to and if we had extra time to fill, because I never know how long it's going to take us to talk about these things. I think we've said enough. We can bump this other stuff to later or never. Especially so, considering this wasn't supposed to just be about Muppets. <laughs> that's the weirdest thing, is this was not going to just be about Muppets. To the point now, where this is a brand new podcast that's not anything to do with Muppets. We just talked about Muppets for most of it. Pretty much. But then again, I know who my audience is for this episode. It's going to be the people who are used to us talking about Muppets. So I figured give the people what they want. Why fight City Hall, right? Right. That's, that's it. That's I've it. got Muppets behind me. It's allowed. Yeah. I've got Constantine. Who's here? Boobers up there somewhere. I got, got my orange, thing there. orange Oscar the Grouch. I put up a Dark Crystal thing just for this conversation. Oh, okay. Um, Let's see. Yeah, that's the one part of the shelf that rotates out for every new video. Let's see. I've got my Star Wars Kermit and uh, Gonzo up there. Darth Nader, if you prefer. What other Muppet stuff is here? That's most of the Muppet stuff here. And you've got a, uh, I can say I can say Gobo Fraggle on the wall there in that Worlds of Puppetry Museum thing next year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've got the Worlds of Puppetry poster, and then of course I've got the. Uh... Oh, oh it's disconnected. Oh. Yeah, I've got this guy. Which is gorgeous. Uh, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. For a 3D print job, it's really good. As opposed to a bad 3D print job of the same thing. Where is it? Here it is. This is one of the failed ones. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? Look at my 3D print. It's Gonzo Buddha. Why does that need to exist? But I love How it. How did you find it? Where... I I just typed in Muppet 3D print, and this is one of the first things that came up. And so a friend of mine, uh, my friend's little brother 3D printed it for me. But the, like, I don't know how well you can see. And again, apologies if anyone's listening to this and not watching it. Uh, I have a gold Gonzo Buddha that is uh, 3D printed. Buddha's body, Gonzo's head. Don't know why. But the, like, you can see the patterning on it. It's the, impeccable. The, the, it's, it's the got, Muppet Show thing? No, I, I, no, I think it's just, I have no idea. But like, you know, he's got it all like the pattern on his, um, on his robe. It's just this beautiful, and I he has also got nipples. Well, yeah, Gonzo always has nipples. Haven't you seen the Muppets Wizard of Oz? Even when he's a robot, he has nipples. Do you know, I showed this off in, uh, I did a live thing on Instagram for the uh, for the Muppet Mindset's 10th anniversary a few weeks ago, and I showed this off, and uh, Joe Henners, not the legal weasel, Joe Henners from toughbigs.com, if you don't know what that is, it's another Muppet site. Uh, not, Never heard of it. Not as many followers on you know, social media as MuppetMindset.com, anyway, don't worry about it. Um, I showed this off, and I pointed out the nipples, and he said exactly the same thing you just said. <laughs> 
Oh wow! That, oh my scare my my chair is sinking again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. I apparently I need to watch the things that you do before we do these, or else I'm gonna repeat Joe Hennis's jokes, and then Joe the Legal Weasel will tell me it's illegal to repeat someone else's material, and that it's copyright infringement and piracy. Yar. All right. I All think right. That covers everything, everything else I can talk about this list? time. Man, I never got around. I, I never got around to talking about how I've been thinking about Fraggle Rock lately. Okay, let's. But I don't really have much to say there. That doesn't matter. No, I don't have that much to say. It doesn't really matter. Just I've been looking at little clips from Fraggle Rock and watching it lately, and it's just a darker show than I remember. It gets pretty. It's just started airing again here in Australia um, oh. on one of our cable, like a really obscure cable channel. Uh, also, I don't like it because they bloat it up to be widescreen, but instead oh, of like, but, but it's literally, they've just taken, you know, this or whatever and just made it big. So you miss okay. all the stuff happening on the sides or up, uh, sort of yeah. top and bottom and it doesn't work at all. And also no one needs to see Mark Gorg's face that close. Um, but yeah, I watched an episode the other day. Uh, just sort of flicking through, I watched a little bit of it, and it is much darker than you would remember it being. Um, like, there's that whole episode in the first season where Boober and Red think they're going to die, and like yeah. basically come to, you know, they go through the five stages of grief and come to accepting, okay, we're going to die, they hug and get ready for the impact. It's almost like the end of Toy Story 3. You know, they get ready for the impact and, you know, accept their fate, and then they're saved at the last second. And it's like, this is for fucking children! Like, what's going on? My, my soul can't handle it's, it. It's for, like, kindergartners. Yeah. And Sesame Street waited a while before they tackled death. Fraggle Rock's like, season one, let's go. One. Um, they don't actually have a character die in this one, but then they do have a character die and reincarnate in season four, so... Correct. Also, there's a whole episode on war, which, I mean, I know was one of the points of the show, but, yeah, it's all just all crazy. I mean, uh, Junior Gorg's trying to... I mean, all the Gorgs are really trying to kill the Fraggles as soon as they see them. I don't Except think for make... the one when they're trying to enslave Wembley. It's right. either you, they can kill you or they can enslave you. I don't know that that show could be made anymore. I don't think. Really? I don't think. I don't think a show yeah. would allow one character to keep trying to kill, you know, a whole bunch of other ones. Like it's genocide. It's 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 Fraggle genocide. Um, but also the massacre at Fraggle Rock. We say, we say that it's for children. The episode I watched the other day, Pa Gorg said the word crap. Really? He did. He said Junior was doing something. He goes, damn it, Junior, put that crap away. And I no. was like, yeah, he did. No, he, he didn't. Because they rewound it and double-checked it. And if he doesn't, then he says something very close to it. No, I would have noticed this. I okay, I'll, I will go and have to find it, but I swear to God, he said, damn it, Junior, put that crap away. I would have noticed it. You would have noticed it? I would have noticed it, but go ahead, find it for me. I, I look, I've got digital copies of most of those episodes on my computer at this point. Okay, I so will look for it at I will some dig. Point. I will dig. Here's what bugs me. Apparently, the foreign co-productions, particularly the British series, largely lost. Like, they don't have most episodes of the British Fraggle Rock series. They just don't have them. They have like 12 or 13 episodes. The rest are goners. Sorry, I'm Googling. Put that crap away. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, that doesn't bother me. I never saw him, so I didn't have any. But that's emotional... the thing is, I want to see him. I want to see what's the other, like, what's the other version of the finale of Fraggle Rock? Because there's a whole completely different finale that doesn't involve Doc. It involves, is... like, BJ or whatever his name is. And he's in a castle for some reason at the end of it. He moves from a lighthouse to a castle. And there are pictures from this episode on the Muppet Wiki that supposedly is an episode that doesn't exist anymore. My chair, I keep sinking. I'm like, it's like I'm at Trader Sam's. Um, but you're still Googling this. But I will No, say, I'm not. I found something completely different. And so uh, I think I, I feel like this is how I, I think we should end our conversation on Fraggle Rock. But you finish your bit first. All, all I was going to say is the episode that stands out to me the most is Moki and Skittles, because that's the episode of Fraggle Rock I've seen more than any other episode. Not by choice, but because whenever I went to the library to pick up a DVD of Fraggle Rock episodes, I would accidentally get the same DVD of, like, disc two of whatever season that is. I think it's season two. And we didn't have a remote control for the Cars DVD player, so we would always end up watching the same episode over and over. And that was the first one on the disc. So I've seen this episode many times, and it now occurs to me just how dark and unsettling this is, where Cantus, who's supposed to be a good character, who we're supposed to like and trust, because he's supposed to be wise, and he's the, 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 Jim, the Jim Henson character on the show. We're supposed to, he's supposed to be a good guy. Mm -hmm. He comes in and invites Moki, who's basically a child, right, a little girl, to join him and his band of hobos on their musical journey to all these dangerous places of this incredibly dangerous Fraggle Rock, and then decides to, like, sort of trap her in this little cave where she can't get out until she solves some sort of musical puzzle. So he's basically kidnapped a child, trapped the child, and ultimately says that the child is not good enough to join their musical band of hobos and sends her home. And I feel like Cantus is a jerk. I talked with Steve recently about how Ernie is a jerk. Now I'm gonna say Cantus is a jerk. And that makes two Jim Henson characters we wanna like, we wanna love, jerks. They're both well, going to look, hell. Now granted, I haven't heard your conversation about Ernie. I'll have to go back and I assume it's on a you podcast somewhere. I'll have to go back and listen to it. I love Ernie because he's a jerk. Because I'm a jerk to my friends, and I I've constantly, I, yeah, well, and I constantly say that I'm, um, that I'm like Ernie, because I make my friends, I make fun of my friends because I love them. That's my way of showing love and support. So look, but I do agree. I think Cantus is a jerk. Um, I think I can't remember what it was. It might have been. Is it the Honk of Honks? There's one episode in particular where I think, wow, you're a real, you know, piece of shit. Um, notice that I'm curbed by swearing what? for this podcast. Okay, I was wondering. What's the good place? Like, I've said forking shirt. It's all it's all intentional. Um, no, but I agree. I think Cantus is a real you know piece of shit. It's yeah. I don't know. Let's see. I mean, he does some sketchy stuff in his first episode, in the Honk of Honks, in what's the one? What's the one he does with Junior, where he and Junior have a whole episode i don't know i haven't watched it in a long episode? time it's i haven't watched good, the, i haven't watched the show in a episode long time. that's that's the episode where he gets his big walk and talk and breathe and ball of fire number which is one of my like when i'm trying to imitate jim henson 
and get into that kind of a Ralph the Dog voice, I always go into a walk and talk and breathe and ball of fire. It's a good bit. Anyway, that was pretty good. Go ahead. How? Thank you. How are you going to wrap up the show? Well, look, uh, th th my original plan hasn't worked because I've read through this thing and it was pretty dull. It was 10 things you didn't know about Fraggle Rock from 2013. I was going to quickly read them, see if you knew them, but uh, only like three of them would work. Did you know that the Fraggles were almost called the Woozles? Yes. Okay. Did you know that each Fraggle was created with a specific puppeteer in mind? Yes. Okay. Um, 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 that's pretty much all of them. That's why it didn't really work. Uh, okay. and I... And at this time, Dave Goals was interviewed and they asked what song was stuck in his head. And he said, a song that Tina Fey will sing in an upcoming Muppet movie, which is obviously the big house. Um, let me ask you this, then. This is how I think we should end it. Talking about Fraggle Rock, you've just done one. Give me your best impression of a Fraggle Rock character. Any character. And I'll guess to see if I know who it is. All right. Let me think. Um... Yeah, you have to take um, your headphone off. I have to do it as well when I do these impressions. We've done a whole podcast before where I've had to do impressions, like the Christmas episode last year, where I'm doing it like this. So I can still hear you, but I can hear myself better. All right, how about this? I'm never alone. I never feel lonely. I'm always at home with me. That was, that was Booba Fraggle. Yes, it was. Because Booba is um, my, my main go-to. Because even though it's Dave Goals, it's a little bit fuzzy. Yes, it is. So let me let me do my... All right. <clears throat> um, God, what do I... I usually say the same line. It's like two different characters. Um, Hi, Wembley. There you go. That was my Booba. Nailed right. it. Great. Then, yeah. Uh, and then I used, I used to be able to, about 10 years ago, I did a spot on Gobo, but now I can't do it very well. What about Uncle Matt? Can you do a... Dear Nephew Gobo! The other Dear day! Nephew Gobo! The other day! It's a little Grover as well. Yeah, that it's was almost very like, Grover-y. It, it was. It was almost, it's almost Dave Gold just doing impressions of um, Frank right. on the characters. I have always thought that on the one show when finally he didn't have Frank in the room, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to do impressions of Frank Oz for all the characters I do on this show, except for yeah. the one character he does that's an impression of Richard Hunt uh, which, for, with which Philo one? and Gunge. Philo and Gunge, he's just doing the same voice that Richard Hunt chose oh, to do. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, really just... a, not really an impression of Richard's real voice, but of his character voice. So, all right, yeah, let, no. I, let, me, let me wrap this up by doing the worst gobo you've ever heard. All right, let's hear the worst right, gobo I've I'm ever gonna heard. Do this. I'm going to do this without any preparation. Yes. I haven't done this voice in years. <clears throat> and I'm going to basically say the same thing that Gobo said. I mean, uh, Booba said. <clears throat> ah, Wamby. Quit your wambling. Awful. Awful. That was a southern accent instead of a Canadian one. The voice itself was okay, but the accent was not a Canadian accent. Ah, Wambly. There you go. I said the word A at the end. Now it's oh, definitely... now it's Canadian. Now it's a Canadian accent. There you go. And you can drive uh, to Canada from America on your Chrysler Pacifica. <laughs> and with that, we've come to the end of another one, folks. Or rather, in this case, I guess the end of the first one of whatever this is. Sure. Uh, Jared, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at MuppetMindset.com, Twitter, slash MuppetMindset, 
uh, Facebook slash Muppet Mindset. Basically, type in Muppet Mindset. I'm going to rock up. All right, cool. And uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at JD11PC. And until next time, I'm JD Hansel, and I'm a great moment in American history. <laughs>